This is URM. And welcome to the only cricket podcast that is collecting the hundreds cricket attacks. I'm joined by the Johnny Bairstow of URN. He's ginger and he hasn't made a significant score for England in a long time. It's Dom Allen. How are you, mate? I'm very excited for today, mate. How are you? I'm, I'm really excited as well. We've, we're lucky enough again to be joined by some guests, this time from the first LGBTQ plus cricket team outside of London. We're talking to the Birmingham Unicorns and we have joined us today Blackland Smith and Stephen Hallam. How are you guys? Hello. Hello. Very well, thank you. Right. We're delighted to have you on the show. The Unicorns have been dominating the cricketing podcast scene, being covered on Tail Enders and the BBC Sounds LGBT Sport podcast. But we need to get to know the players a little bit better. So we're going to play the URN Super Over. So Stephen and Lackland, that's six quickfire questions and six quickfire answers. Are you ready? Yep. Toby, okay. okay. <laughs> so just to keep it simple, um, ask question then. Lack, can you go first? And then Stephen, you can go after. Um, so which athlete from any other sport would you like to see play cricket? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to show my age here and also the fact that I'm not from this country. It would be uh, a guy called Simon Black who used to play Aussie rules football in Australia. Very athletic and I think would have made a, a fantastic all-rounder. I think um, I think it'd be quite good to see Anthony Joshua play cricket. I think he'd hit the ball a long way. Um, yeah, I think that'd be quite interesting. <laughs> a Lord's Test Fifer or a Lord's Test 100? Oh, gosh. Uh, I think I'd... I always wanted to be a batsman when I was growing up, so I think I'd guess I'd, I'd take the 100, I guess. I, th- I think I'd do the same, yeah. Yeah, 100. Nice. Um, what has been your favourite match that you've seen live? Uh, my favourite game was, again, showing my age, about 25 years ago when South Australia were playing Western Australia in a Sheffield Shield final at the Adelaide Oval. And South Australia hung on grimly to draw the match and, and therefore win the Shield. And I think I'm right in saying it was certainly our first Shield win in a while and we don't think we've won one since. So it was a it, that was a good day, but that's quite a long time ago. I think for me, one, it was probably one of my earliest county matches I went to. Um, it was back in 1998, and it was uh, Northamptonshire versus Camorgan, my county's Northamptonshire. And I watched Malloy and David Ripley put on about 400 against them. Um, Waka Eunice was, was bowling for Camorgan that day. And everybody, when they come off the field in the bait, Everybody ignored the Northamptonshire batsman. They set loads of records. They all went to Wagar for his autograph. <laughs> it's nice to have two domestic uh, games. That's the first time that's happened. If you're walking out to bat for the unicorns, what song would you want to walk out to? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I... Oh, gosh, I have no idea. Stephen, you can go first on this. Give me some time to think about it. <laughs> um, I don't know, I suppose, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, possibly. If you're opening the bat and get some quick bowlers, it's always about self-preservation more than anything else. That's a good call. I'm just thinking now, simply the best by Tina Turner. We can live in fantasy land, can't we? <laughs> I think, yeah, that would, that's definitely a good shout. Both of those, to be fair. Um, so, number five, what are three essentials of cricket tea? 
Well, I mean, at the, at the club I play for, basically anything that our tea lady Paula Bates puts out there is fantastic. But um, I guess you, you've got to have you've got to have tea. You've got to have your cup of tea. You've got to have decent cake, and you've got to have a nice hot option. And I don't necessarily mind what it is, but not just sandwiches. Something hot as well. Yeah, there's got to be some some cream cake somewhere. Um, I remember a really good tea years ago where they brought out. <laughs> Uh, fresh chips straight from the fryer, like chip shop chips. So have those every week if I could. Um, but yeah, and, and tea, tea itself, yeah, that's, that's definitely a must. We need to stop doing these interviews, Toby, about food just before lunch because it, it doesn't help, I'm going to be honest. No. Would you rather be in the Lord's Pavilion for a test match or in the Holly Stand for finals day? I, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a purist. I'm more of a test match person, so I'll be at Lord's, I think. Yeah, I've, I've done Lords not for Test Match. Um, I've never done Finals Day, so I'd probably like to give that a go sometime. Mm-hmm. So. And by the barest of margins, we get through. Let's start at the beginning of both of your cricketing uh, lives, really. How do you both get into cricket? Uh, for me, it was it was my dad's fault, I guess. I guess many people say that. <laughs> um, he... Uh, he guess, I guess he introduced me when I, I must be eight or ten, something like that. Um, and he took me along to a couple of games. He he used to play cricket, although I can't remember if he was still playing at the time when when he took me along. But we used to go along and watch South Australia play at the Adelaide Oval, uh, and that was kind of the first the first hook. And then I started watching um, watching Australia, and then it sort of went from there. So I, I guess it's ultimately ultimately my dad's fault. It's sort of similar, I guess, in a way. Um, my first memory of the game was actually through my dad. Um, it was the 94 series against South Africans and Devin Malcolm was running through. I can't remember what, what the ground it was, but we, the South Africans were one for three. And then my dad called me and he said, right, come here, watch this. This will never happen again. Because um, obviously in the 90s were the best. So it was you know, good to, to savour any... Uh, any yeah. That was my first time. And then after that, I think when I was about 15, I found my local club through school and, yeah, carried on from there, really. Yeah, no, so it seems we've both got good cricketing upbringings, which is, uh, which is good to love. Um, so onto the onto Unicorns. You guys were founded last year and it's not something many cricket fans will have ever been able to do. So, so how did the idea come about? Uh, it sort of came about... <laughs> In, in the first lockdown last year where, you know, we were all deprived of cricket. We were all deprived of everything, really, weren't we? And I'd, um, you know, I've been playing cricket. I, I stopped playing cricket for like 15 years and started again about seven or eight years ago. And I realised that uh, as much as I enjoyed cricket, there was still pretty poor representation in the LGBT community. Um, so I, I thought, you know, as a way of, getting people involved, more people involved in the community. Why don't we, why don't I try and explore starting a club? Um, I had no real idea whether it would work. I talked to some different charities, some involved in sports, some sort of LGBT, um, put a survey out there um, just to see what response came in. And actually the response was was pretty good. I think we had about 20 odd people respond to that, to that initial survey. And I don't think the survey reach was fantastic you know I think it got out there a bit but I'm, I'm sure not everybody who's interested in cricket uh, saw it um, so it kind of went from there because it just felt like 
you know, Graces has been around, the, the other LGBT club has been around for 25 years. And it didn't really make sense to me that there wasn't another club. And I was convinced there had to be, there just had to be enough LGBT players and people interested in and around Birmingham and the West Midlands. Like it's a, it's a big area with a big population. And uh, it, it kind of proved right, which was, which was great. So that, that's basically how it started. It was an opportunity to do something different, give something back to the community, get more people involved in cricket. And, and as far as I'm concerned, that can only be a good thing, surely. It has been indeed. Just looking at other sports, there's been football teams, five-a-side teams that have been inclusive. But why do you think cricket maybe hasn't had uh, that many LGBT teams? Yeah, we get asked this a lot. Um, and I'm not sure we know the answer. It feels like that we're sort of guessing a little bit. I mean, I think definitely part of it has got to be about role models, particularly in the men's game. Um, I think that that's part of it. I think it's partly about the fact that the governing bodies in cricket, both here in England and also around the world, have not really taken the issue particularly seriously, where I think other governing bodies and other sports have been more proactive in this space for, for a long time. Um, I think one thing that restricts cricket, I think, is um, the fact that it's quite an expensive sport to run. You know, it's quite easy to get a five-a-side together and go and play a game of football. You don't need much equipment, really. But to get a cricket team off the ground and get a ground and get your equipment and all the insurance and everything else that goes with it is quite sort of expensive and time-consuming exercise. And I wonder if that's a bit of a barrier to the, to the sport more generally. But... I don't know, it's hard to put your finger on. It feels like 25 years is far too long. I don't know if Stephen has a has a take on it and all his years in cricket, why it might have been it might have been so delayed as well. I yeah, I mean I, I wasn't even aware of Graces before. Um, and then I saw the, the survey on Twitter, just happened to see it passing by. I thought well, that's interesting. Didn't really realise what it was or what you know what to get into. But I mean, I've been involved in my local club for you know a good couple of decades and Obviously, I think most of the clubs in Northamptonshire around are, are very well established. Um, you don't get many sort of new teams enter or new clubs particularly. Enter. So, yeah, so it, is, it is difficult to get off the ground. You've got a lot of organisation and we're, we're very lucky that we've had Wheeler Hill behind us supporting us, you know, letting us use the ground. So, you know, we haven't had to go look for a ground. But yeah, it'd certainly be great to see more teams around and we hope that, you know, There'll be more. We'll get a bit of momentum going, and some people in other cities will, will see what we're doing and see that it's possible. And uh, yeah, we we hope to see more, more more teams like us around the country. Just to add to that, I mean, we since we've started, uh, just in the last uh, couple of weeks, Graces and ourselves have started a conversation with somebody down in the southwest to look to potentially set up a club in the southwest, sort of the Bristol Bath area as well. So. You never know, we might not have to wait another 25 years to get a third club. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see uh, that you guys have started another and hopefully with all the publicity that there's been around you guys and around this, this match uh, that we'll talk about later, um, that, that it will keep building up and there will be more and more clubs and then eventually there'll be one in every town or city, hopefully. Um, and as I mentioned, there, we'll talk about the, the big game later, but you guys have a number of friendlies this season, so how excited are you both to be playing cricket again? Oh, it is great. I mean, it's just great to give people an opportunity. I think, um, I don't know about Stephen, but I know I'll continue to play league cricket on, on Saturday for my own club. But I know there's there's lots of our members 
who this will be their cricketing outlet, I guess, for the season. And and I think that's fantastic. And they're dead excited about it. And and to be honest, I am too. I'm so, it's slightly terrifying. Like you, you come up with an idea and you think this all sounds great and you start to pull it all together and you constitute a club. And then we're suddenly less than a week away from match day. And it's like, oh, we do actually go and have to play cricket here now. Like this is, you know, it has to become real. Um and I'm sure we'll be we'll be fine. We'll be fine on the day. But uh, it is it is really exciting. Definitely exciting. Yeah, I've 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 kept in touch with my club since I moved from, from Corby over to Birmingham. Um, so go back and play with them. Only managed two last year, obviously with some of being as it was. Um, so it's great to, to have uh, uh, more opportunities to play this summer, and uh, you know against some new teams as well, and you know places I haven't played before. So yes, yeah, very excited for, for all of these games. I think we're all very excited for the summer with just cricket coming back. I've got my first few games booked. I'm very excited. This, this is URN. As we discussed, you're an LGBT inclusive team, meaning there's no sort of restrictions on who can play. It's, it's open to anyone. Stephen, how did you find out about unicorns? And have you had any experiences in the club yet? Well, I say I, I, I've just happened to see on Twitter the, the survey. Um, I think it was Birmingham LGBT charity. Um, and I thought oh, that looked interesting. I moved to the area a years ago, so I, thought, I hadn't joined a club locally. Um, I thought oh, that looks interesting. I'll fill it out and you know see what happens. You know, don't really expect anything. Um, but then obviously, think you know the, the response was very good. We managed to set up some some calls October last year to get everyone together, and then. In terms, and when we started looking at sort of forming a committee, I thought, well, I've done jobs in committees for years before, so you know, I thought, well, I can, I've got something to offer here, you know, um, to sort of contribute to the club in other ways, rather than just on the field. So well, I was quite happy to do to do that. Um, and then we only met for the first time, you know, a couple of weeks ago. We had our first net session, uh, which seems extraordinary, really. We've been we've been talking together on various calls like this for for a while now, but we hadn't a lot of us hadn't actually met in person until until very recently. So, um, yeah, no, it's been been a very good experience so far. But it's, it's challenging trying to do this sort of thing in the pandemic when we couldn't meet up, you know, um, in person. Um, but yes, it's uh, it's been all good so far. Well, that's good to hear. I think it's quite a positive story in cricket. It's been quite a bleak few, well, it's almost been a year now, hasn't it, of no cricket. Mm. And your story's become on the podcast scene. It's been covered a little bit on Tailenders and it's sort of been on the BBC website and it's really getting some good cricketing uh, positivity. And I'd like to think cricket is a very inclusive game. If you look at the England World Cup team, there was so many different people from all different backgrounds. But we'd like to know... We haven't experienced this, but we would like to know, have you experienced any homophobia in cricket, whether that be on social media or at a cricket club? Um, yeah, I mean, I've had some. I, I wouldn't say it's been a huge amount. I mean, I, I think there's other members of the club who have probably had um, worse experiences, to be honest. I mean, I, uh, I've had sort of three or four instances, I guess, over the sort of last seven or eight years. Um, they were, uh, yeah. I mean, they weren't. They weren't great. But I mean, I'll give credit to my club, uh, Wheelie Hill, and also to the opposition clubs. You know, dealt with it seriously and 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 sort of took care of it, so to speak, and and, and made it clear that the behaviour was unacceptable. Um, so I don't think it happens a lot. Well, certainly hasn't happened a lot to me. I I found a couple of times 
uh, going to watch cricket. It can be there can be quite a few homophobic slurs in the stands, which sort of surprised me a bit because I used to go and watch football very regularly as well, and I oddly enough didn't really come across so much homophobia sitting in the stands in football. I, I seem to find more of it in in the in the at, at cricket matches um, when people would have probably far too much to drink, but. You know, there have been cases, um, thankfully, few and far between. Uh, I don't know what your experience was like, Stephen. Um, well, I, I was never sort of out. Um, but there were some instances where I heard other players talk about players in other clubs or you know, celebrities and things like you know, that, in, in terms that made you sort of think, well, I'll I won't talk about that. I'll leave that conversation for another day and you won't, and then you just sort of, Put it to one side, um, so it kind of discourages people from from being uh, their, their whole selves, as it were. Um, so there's definitely some work to be done um, in terms of trying to, I don't know, help people understand that the sort of little jokes and you know, side remarks they probably didn't even think about actually do have an effect on people and they affect how they behave because it certainly affected me. I mean, to say I was. I did. I deliberately didn't come out at my old club because I didn't really want to have those difficult conversations with with, with players who've been there a long time. Um, so we're, you know, hopeful now because we've got this team together. There were people that had been discouraged from joining the club will now find they've got a, a home. You know, and they can come and play safely. It's it's a shame to hear that that does happen. <laughs> Um, and I think hopefully, yeah, as you mentioned there, this having a new club and obviously with uh, Grace as well, the more clubs there are, the, the more inclusive the game will feel to everyone, um, which which will hopefully encourage more and more people to play. Um, and at Sticky Wickets, we want to make the game as accessible for everyone. Um, is there anything you'd recommend to us that we how we can make cricket more inclusive to members of the LGBTQ plus community? I, I think for me, one of the big things is about sort of... Um, visibility so I mean somebody was saying to me you know where, where would you or how would you describe you know cricket in, in, in terms of whether it's a sort of homophobic or transphobic sport and I think you know there's there's kind of a scale at the one end of sport, sport can be incredibly inclusive and they tell everybody about it that they're inclusive and you know it's not to say everything is perfect within that sport but you know rugby union is a sport like that you know which is, is very uh, out there front and centre talking about the inclusivity of the sport and then the other end you know you might have sporting environments which are incredibly homophobic and transphobic and I think cricket's in the middle somewhere you know I don't think it's an instinctively really homophobic or biphobic or transphobic game um, but they're not they're not vocal enough as a sport and I think we can just be a little bit more vocal about including uh, voices um, LGBTQ voices getting them involved in in the sport making sure that you know, if, if you're a cricket club and you want to attract new members and you and you are genuine in that you want to attract new members who maybe are coming to the sport for the first time, then be really clear up front on your website and on your social media and things like that, that you know, you're open to, to all communities. Because we've got people who have come to us who are trying the sport out for the first time. You know, they're, they're adults now, but they've never necessarily played before, but they want to try it out. And they've said to us that they've just never felt comfortable about going to another cricket club because although they might have a policy hidden away on their website somewhere that says they won't discriminate on the grounds of sexual orientation, and we know they you know, can't legally, it doesn't, 
if it, if you can't sort of see it visibly, it's very easy to shy away from it and, and just not go there. And, and that's how I was for, for, for many years. And, and I guess, you know, it sounds like Stephen was in a similar position as well. You know, it's just the little snide remarks and the fact that it's not visible and uh, much more, you know, open in the way they, they, they talk about inclusivity. I think, I think that would be a really good start and something relatively simple that, you know, any club that's serious about this could, I could do, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that. Um, yeah, I say it's, it's just important that we keep talking about these things and um, and hopefully this isn't a sort of one-off, um, you know, so we're generating a bit of publicity now. Um, we're actually talking on the International Day against homophobia, transphobia. I think we've got an opportunity to be very inclusive, not just in terms of sexuality, gender as well. Um, you know, we have men, women play in our team as well. And I've played with teams women too, because cricket as, an, as a game lends itself to being a bit more inclusive, not a male dominant. It doesn't have to be a male dominant. Mm. Um, you know, people who can play at you know, quite a high level. Um, and it's just, I know women have been dis- discouraged from playing because they think it's a very masculine environment. Um, and I think that sometimes needs to be turned down a little bit. And, very masculine sports where there's a certain atmosphere around clubhouse um, and I would hope that cricket doesn't necessarily need to be that way and then um, people uh, in clubs can can alter their um, can, um, alter their um, behaviours not not so much but just enough to, to make people feel included yeah I, th- I think both of you spoke very eloquently there and I think anyone listening, I hope we take that on board. And if you see it, call it out. I think that's the big message. Um, I know the Premier League have gone for kick races out of football. I think that's a very positive message that should go to all sorts of discrimination in sport and society. Let's talk about the big game. We described it as almost the World Cup final for you guys off air. The amount of media you're getting, it must feel amazing to be making history. As on the 23rd of May, you'll be playing Grace's CC from London in the first LGBT cricket match. A monumental moment for sport, LGBT sport, and just the LGBT community as a whole. How are you guys feeling about it? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Because if you make 100, if you get five wickets, you're down in history forever. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, there's not many clubs who can probably make a World Cup final on their uh, first ever game. We don't need, we don't even need to qualify. So, uh, so, so that's good. And we get to play at home as well. So that's even, that's even better. Um, but I like that analogy. We'll take that. We'll take that as a World Cup final. Um, I mean, it's super exciting. We, we know, um, you know, we're, we're definitely the underdogs. Graces have been around for a long time. They've played together. They've played games this season already. They know each other well. As Stephen said, we only trained together for the first time uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, we're training again tonight. We're, we're really lucky that we've been invited by Warwickshire County Cricket Club to go and train with them at Edgebaston tonight. So that's super exciting. So I'm hoping we can learn lots of good tips and things like that ahead of the match. Um, and we just want to go out and give it an absolute best shot. You know, we've got some good cricketers in our side. So I think we can be competitive and it would be fantastic to beat races. It would be fantastic to beat them. And once we get out there, there'll be some... Um, competitive cricket played for sure it's going to be super super exciting yeah I'm I am quite nervous about it only well because I only played two games last season only netted one so far this year um so a bit rusty and then um 
you know, this this has turned into something that's not a normal game. Um, we're going to be talking about things like crowd control and there's cameras going to be there and uh, press and that sort of thing. And I've only ever played games, you know, watched by the other people playing the game rather than any crowds. So um, that's going to be very, very interesting. So I'm just hoping not to completely embarrass myself. Oh, I'm sure you won't. Um, how many players do you guys have and like, how then do you select the squad from, from that number? Oh, it was really hard. I'll tell you what, when I started this process, it was like, I, I really thought we'd get, you know, maybe maybe six to eight players. And then I'd be asking my mates at Weirly Hill, like, you know, if, you, if you're not playing that day, can you come and play for us and make up the 11? We've got, I think at last count, about 22 players um, registered. Uh, now, not all of them could play this weekend and not all of them want to play. You know, those, those who are brand new to the sport, they're like, this isn't the time for me to be making my debut. <laughs> uh, and that's fine. Um, in the end, we had a pool of probably 15 or 16. And it was really difficult, to be honest, because you try to, you want to give everybody an opportunity. Um, and, and we've done the best we can. We, we, I've tried to involve people who have been involved um, the longest, you know, some of the earlier members, um, but also just tried to have a bit of a mix of some good experienced club cricketers and, and some people newer newer to the game. We've made one recruit. We've managed to recruit one player from Graces who's joining joining us. He lives up in Birmingham and he's um, played four Graces before, but he's 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 come to the to the good team now and he's come to play <laughs> this time. Um, so it hasn't been easy, but it's 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 a nice position to be in, and it means that you know when we got our next game in you know a couple of weeks' time. We can give some different players an opportunity. And this season, I think, is all about giving people an opportunity. You know, we, we may only end up playing three or four games each because we've got to rotate players around and just see how it goes. And, you know, I want, I want those who are new to the sport, if they want to play, I want to give them that opportunity to play. And I think everybody at the club sort of committed to that because um, if they get the bug then, then they'll, they'll stay, won't they? You know, once you've... Once you've gone out there and made your first first ball duck, you know there's no going back. Is there? Everybody's everybody wants to go back and play again after that. So we hope to give them a good experience and uh, get everybody again. But it has been difficult this first match. But we have now selected our team, so it will be well. Everybody will be well for the day, and we'll give it our best shot. Mm. And uh, just one one final question to, uh, to to you guys: How how can people join the unicorns? Because obviously, the more people you have, the, the better. Yeah, so you can contact us on any of our social media. Um, so we're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we have a website. If you, Google, I think it's just behamunicorns.co.uk, if memory serves me correctly. Stephen's nodding, so hopefully that's right. Um, and, and we actually have a membership form on, on there as well. So you, you can either contact us just to ask questions if you've got questions. And we can tell you a bit about what we're doing. Um, but if you're confident and you... you you know you want to join then you can fill out a membership form on on that site and we'll include you in all of our communications and hopefully see you down at a training and and in a game well best of luck on the 23rd of may enjoy training with the um warwickshire lads are any of you going to try and get in the squad maybe for warwickshire see if you have <laughs> a professional contract or... <laughs> oh. i think well there's definitely one or two better players than, than <laughs> me be there tonight who, who might stand a better shot but a uh, well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? It'd be nice but <laughs> to settle for one training session, I think. 
Oh, well, enjoy that. Enjoy the game. If you want to find Birmingham Unicorns, it is Bham Unicorns, all one word. We will tag them in our Instagram at stickywicket underscore URN. Thank you so much, Stephen and Lachlan. It's made me want to go out and play cricket again. It's just been an absolute delight. Um, I can't, unfortunately, because it is tipping it down here in Nottingham. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure. You can follow us at stickywickets underscore URN. You can subscribe to our Spotify and Apple podcasts. And please rate and subscribe. Thank you very much. Go well. Cheers. Cheers.